Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Bud Elliott, and this is the Nolcast Season Preview Series. Again, we're trying to do 15 minutes or less for each position, so you can just absolutely binge watch or, or binge listen if you uh, happen to be on a podcast uh, device. Let's go ahead and talk a little DBs here. So last year, I thought Florida State had a, a quality secondary uh, that improved as the season went along. Uh, early on, though, you know it was kind of leaky, and they were trying to figure out what they had. I, you know, I think Coach Fuller and Coach Woodson and those guys were trying to mesh uh, together what they had and really get their their scheme installed, which you, know, you would think year two, but uh, maybe should have it installed. But they had a COVID year the first year, which made it a little bit difficult. Uh, but ultimately, I thought the secondary was playing uh, fairly well down the stretch last year. Of course, you did have uh, some interesting you know QBs down the stretch, some of whom were a little bit better uh, than others were. You really only lose one important guy off the secondary, though. And that's Jarvis Brownlee, who transferred to Louisville, where he is currently looking at some depth charts here, uh, projected to start. And yet, you know, I look at Brownlee last year. He's a guy I've always been high on. Uh, you know, we know why he transferred. There's you know, a lot of sort of just things you have to do to, to stay on the team. Uh, but he really was not dominant last year. The loss of Brownlee is really felt, in my opinion, uh, in terms of depth and in terms of loss of potential upside last year quarterback rating allowed of 72 you know which is not great uh, adjusted yards per attempt allowed of 7.1 also one very notable tackle that uh i'm, I'm sure mike Norvell and those guys are, are still still pretty annoyed by uh, but he certainly does have a lot of potential so uh, maybe they will feel that maybe they won't i do however believe that this secondary is better than last year's secondary. And and maybe by a lot, maybe by a little. But I, I think it's a lot better than the overall secondary in terms of performance from last year. I think it is somewhat better than how the secondary was playing at the end of last year. Uh, the main reason for that, I think, is understanding of what people's roles will be in the defense, knowing what their assignments are, and having played together and actually having some continuity. For a couple of years now. Uh, let's start with corner. So corner's interesting. I, I think it does have some upside, but it's certainly far from proven. Uh, the reason why I have confidence in this group primarily is because of some of the talent and just some of the numbers make me feel like they will have starters uh, emerge who will play to the level that this team needs them to play in order to uh, comfortably make a bowl game. Uh, all right. Duke Cooper last year, I thought, had a breakout year for a freshman. He's a guy, though, to me, he's not a star yet, but he does have some star potential. I want to see him you know, take that next step, be a little more instinctive, and, and just be a little more comfortable within the defense. Athletically, I, th I think he has some very nice tools. And yet, he was already good last year, particularly down the stretch when he got more playing time. 39% of Duke Cooper's targets against him were credited as a forced incompletion uh, or interception by him. That That's a an excellent number. Uh, he also had an opposing quarterback rating or QBR of 14, which, again, Jarvis Brownlee, 72, Duke Cooper, 14. Uh, I think that's a nice guy who is clearly a starter at one of your corner spots. The other corner spot, though, is, is pretty interesting. Uh, Coming out of spring, I had my doubts that Renardo Green would actually maintain or retain uh, the starting corner spot that he had 
coming out of spring camp. Uh, but yet, all throughout fall camp, he's been right there as a potential starter opposite of Duke Cooper. Uh, he's a dude who's interesting. It's kind of hard for me to evaluate exactly what they have in him just because he has so rarely uh, been healthy for long stretches of time and so rarely been consistent in his game and approach. But he does have some talent. He's a guy who's a holdover from the prior staff. Uh, I know the guys at the Under Armour All-America camp liked him you know, more than I did. The staff clearly sees something in him. I think you guys can hear by my voice that I'm a little bit uh, probably lower on his ability than than the staff is, but maybe they trust him the most, and that's why he continues to be you know, maybe a front runner to start opposite of Duke Cooper, or at least be in that mix. Is he a difference maker? I, I sort of doubt it. Can he be consistent? That would be the question I have, because if he can just be consistent and reliable – uh, maybe he's able to push another guy I'm going to talk about here uh, down the list a little bit. And one of those guys would be AZ Thomas, your potential all-world, everything, true freshman, big-time coup for this recruiting staff uh, late in the recruiting cycle last year. Tremendously talented athletic kid out of Niceville who also I think is more ready to play as a freshman than some other freshmen typically are just because he's has two brothers who played college football and, and kind of understands what it takes a little bit, has good instincts, is a smart player. I know Ingram and I both believe uh, that he will be starting at some point this year. I don't know if that is in that LSU game, uh, and I don't know if it's going to be opposite of Duke Cooper or maybe they just keep him as a top backup to Duke Cooper for a little bit. But athletically, I, I mean, he's a dude you look at the secondary when you, when you watch these guys, okay, that's different. That's there's not a lot of guys running around who look like that. And I, I know he's already impressed some NFL scouts who, who have rolled through. Another guy, we spoke about Renardo Green and how he has so rarely been healthy for long enough stretches to evaluate. Another guy who actually was not very good last year, and I don't think we need to apologize for the criticism of his play because he was in flat-out terrible uh, for, for long stretches. Uh, Opposing quarterback rating of 93 adjusted yards per attempt allowed, 11. I mean, that is, uh, that's crazy. Jerry and Jones. But they clearly saw something in him when they took him from Mississippi State. That doesn't mean that all their takes are good or correct or will be hits. This staff has a fairly good track record, I would say, for the most part, of not taking guys in the transfer portal who are just terrible. And last year, Jones' play was flat-out terrible. And yet, he has legitimately had a bounce-back offseason. Does that mean he's going to start? I don't know. Do you really trust him, given what you've seen? It's hard for me to shake that. But he does have some ability. They clearly keep running him out there, giving him some reps, right? And, and maybe entertaining the idea that he can start. I think they like his length quite a bit. You know, He's a legitimate six-footer. He does have... Some straight line, you know, we got to see him flip the hips a little bit better. But I do feel maybe the sample is incomplete, uh, not because of a lack of games when I mean, he played in 12 games, but because he has just not consistently been healthy. If he's healthy, maybe he's a different player. I think there's a couple guys here in the secondary who fit that. Obviously, Jones and Renardo Green uh, being the top two. Uh, Akeem Dent, by the way, fit this category entering last season. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second when we get to the safeties. So I think 
there's a couple things you could do with Jones, right? Could he be Duke Cooper's backup? I could see that. Maybe you trust him to play opposite Duke Cooper. I'm a little bit skeptical of that somewhat. Also, if you need a bigger guy in the slot, if you want to keep Jamie Robinson, you know, back deep, maybe you want to have a little bit bigger dude in the slot, a little more length, uh, as opposed to like, like a Kevin Knowles, who I think Jones is taller than a little bit longer than not like towering over him, but it's a different, different type of body. Uh, if he's actually improved enough that where the staff trusts him to go out in games, maybe that's a guy that, uh, I think could be a, a, an option for them in the slot as well. Kevin Knowles, I, I think that is a guy that staff remains pretty high on. Uh, they played him a lot last year, you know, stats wise, the, the stats, you know, they they were solid, right? Forty six, you know, opposition quarterback rating allowed, seven yards per attempt. So not that much different uh, than what Brownlee did. But for a true freshman, I think that's probably okay if he can build on that. He has a decent chance uh, to be a starter there in the slot. This corner group, you know, I, I didn't even mention. A uh, guy like Sam McCall, who I think will get some run this year, definitely on special teams, uh, but he also has the ability certainly to play safety. I don't love the depth of proven guys here because you have several dudes who they're kind of banking on who have not actually been any good in games. But I do think the staff feels fairly okay about this as long as Duke Cooper stays healthy. If not, I think there are some games on the schedule that could prove difficult when you go and face those really elite receivers. Obviously, I think the best receiving core you will see this year is probably in game one, actually. So they have a major test right off the bat, but we'll have to see how this plays out. I feel great about the safeties. I do. Uh, I've seen Akeem Dent since high school. I was sort of baffled at the issues he had in the first two years on campus. Last year, he finally managed to be fairly healthy. Uh, for you know the back half of the schedule, for the most part, I think I don't think he missed a game late. I think he thought he missed the games early. He really showed his ability, uh, opposing quarterback rating of forty-five. Just a, a solid, solid year for him. Tackling was improved as well, and there's a reason that a lot of SEC teams came after him in the offseason. And uh, you know, shout out uh, to Rising Spear, in addition to our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Tarpon Sellers, legendary team. Charlie Park, Madso, and of course, Congruity HR. Thank you so much for making this show possible as we continue on with our season preview series, and we try to keep this pretty quick. Jamie Robinson, though, has a chance to be the reason why this is one of the best safety combinations in the ACC. Not that Dent doesn't. Dent is an important part of a combination, certainly. Uh, but Robinson last year, the versatility just allows the defense to do a lot of different things. He can play the deep middle. He can play a half. He can come down and, and you know man up in the slot. He can carry verticals. He tackles well. He's a very smart player. 1.7 yards per attempt against a quarterback rating of 51. That's pretty quality. 1.7. I think FSU will take that all day. This is going to be, I think, a much more difficult team to throw on than it was last year. And that's important because I am relatively confident that the run defense will be as good or better than it was last year. But I do project improvement from this defense overall uh, in terms of coverage, which is likely going to be important because you had a better pass rush last year from your front four than you did or than you will 
this year. This year, you will probably have to blitz more. Just a guess. I think having guys who can cover down is going to be important. And I, I think they have a really nice safety combo and a promising, although somewhat unproven, cornerback group. Now, depth at safety, I think there's a big-time drop-off in terms of proven commodities once you get past the first two. And that's just college football, right? It, most guys, if they're backups, they're not going to be that proven. So I don't want to make this seem like a, a FSU-specific problem. This is kind of everywhere. But Shaheen Brown was a guy who got some love last year in preseason camp. I think as a true freshman, he needed to sort of work on, on the habits a little bit better, the consistency of practice approach, and he's shown better this year with that. Jarquez McClellan, who they took as a transfer last year, not somebody who uh, you know showed out but had some ability. Uh, Sidney Williams, again, if he can stay healthy, does have some ability in the staff, still likes him. Greedy Vance, uh, I'm, I'm skeptical on this. This was a take that I didn't really love when FSU took. I know they wanted the guy who was a little bit smaller, was able to move around a little bit more. But Greedy Vance last year uh, – just terrible uh, as far as performance. Not saying he's a terrible player for all time, but just last year, he was not good. Opposing quarterback rating, 85, over eight yards allowed per attempt. He got totally cooked by Duke. Um, I, I'm very much in, in I'll, I'll believe it when I see it mode. But at least he's played a lot of snaps. I mean, Louisville's defense played him 600 snaps last year. I think right now they got the better of that trade if, if Jarvis Brownlee keeps his head on straight because he's a better player, in my opinion, than Greedy Vance. But we'll have to see how that works out. Sometimes a change of scenery can help both guys. All right. Uh, I know we went long on a couple other previews, so I'm trying to stop this. Got it pretty well scripted out, I think. Before it hits 15 minutes, really appreciate you guys listening to the Nolcast. Like, subscribe, notifications on. Make sure you give us those five stars on iTunes. And uh, let's look forward to watching what should be an improved secondary. Uh, for one of the better defenses in the ACC this year. We'll see you next episode.